You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about practicing authenticity in counseling and supervision. This week, we read What Does Authenticity Look Like in Romantic Relationships, published in Psychology Today 2023. Uh, First, does supervision ever feel like a romantic relationship? (laughs) I mean, I don't think it feels romantic, but connected and close. Close, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, one, the first, point in the article is that um, often in relationships, we are hiding part of ourselves. Do you think that happens in either with our clients or with our supervisees? Uh, Absolutely. I think especially with brand new supervisees that come in, it's like best foot forward. Well, Mm -hmm. most of the time, right? Sure. I've had a few that haven't, but best foot forward, come in very polished and maybe with their list of questions or things or notepad to take notes. And then I've noticed as time goes on and there's more comfortable and more authenticity, uh-huh. maybe some of that slides a little bit or more comfort level happens and mm-hmm. you don't have to be quite so on. What about, I'm thinking about clients and supervisees. Do you think for some people that's very, very intentional mm-hmm. and some people, they're not as conscious of their attempt to put their best foot forward? Maybe. They don't realize maybe they that they're realize hiding much, as much as they are. Right. They think they're being authentic, mm-hmm. but they're not. There's no clarity there. I mean, I think maybe I think there are a handful of times where I can remember a client or a supervisee doing this to such a big extent Mm -hmm. that it was really obvious. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me think of uh, when I see teens and teen at some point the teen says, well, you know, my parents aren't like this at home. Right. Like, like, of Of course. course. Right. I mean, mom doesn't sit around with her hair done, her makeup done. Mm -hmm. Nice clothes, you know, right. like dress nice all the time. Sometimes she's wearing her pajamas. So right. I know right. when they come to the office, they put their best foot forward on purpose. Right. Um, I Like maybe a client where they're trying, they're putting on their best professional mm-hmm. front um, and that because they think that that's what's expected of them. Right. And I can, I know that that's on right. purpose. Right. Um, I don't know why. I don't think this is unprofessional, but. Somehow it fits into their version of professional. I've had a lot of supervisees that did not tell me that they had kids for a long time. And you're like, wait, you have. Right. Like there's there's like a lot of people at your house. (laughs) What's happening right now? Right. I mean, like, because you just left that part out. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why that could, that's. Right. Not brought up. Right. Yeah. But. It does actually feel like kind of a theme or a trend mm-hmm. in my supervisees that I bet I can think of, I don't know, four or five where I didn't know that they had kids for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. I can I can see from that side. I mean, I probably gush on my kids too much. So yeah, that's not me. But it's really practical or useful. To know what's happening at right. their house or what is going on. Or they're... Their like perspective or their sure. frame of refer- reference, um, 
but that that yeah. is the purpose of our article, right? right? right. Is that the 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 having authenticity in counseling and supervision is really a benefit. It's to it's right an asset. But here's another question: Do you think we do that? Do you think we put our best selves forward or hide parts of ourselves when we have like a new client or a new supervisee? What do you think? I don't know that it's as, I think, I don't think it's as much. That makes yeah. sense. I think. It maybe um, is more subconscious for me. I th- Well, that's true. I'm, I'll have to think about that. I think very intentionally I'm authentic pretty early on mm-hmm. um, to model for them that they can be authentic. Right, right. So like in supervision, um, if my allergies are bothering me, I'll say my allergies are bothering me today Mm -hmm. or I have a headache today. So, um, or even this week, I feel like, uh, or I know I said to one of my supervisees that I felt like she was taking a lot of, um, what was happening at work home with her, Mm -hmm. a lot of the feeling and pointed that out to her. And said, what could you do to leave more of it at home, at work? Mm-hmm. And then said, I am not always good at this. Right. So right. I'm not You're telling right. you that I'm perfect at this or I never have a hard time with it. I'm asking you because it's a good question to consider and you have to keep working at it. Right. So I try. And always think. <laughs> yeah, I try. Well, so with my supervisees, I try to do that. But I think too with my um, with clients, I try to, oh, I work at doing that, being yeah. authentic, um, with my facial expressions or the way I talk, mm-hmm. I, I work to be authentic so that they can right practice it back with me. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. a good, that's a good way to look at it. I think there are times that it is I, that I can think of off the top of my head where I purposely do conceal a facial expression because I'm like, yes. what did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want yeah. it to be quiet, but I do think developing that authentic relationship is what makes therapy or supervision work well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next point is we try to follow the rules in mm-hmm. air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is the second half of your question. When do we do, do we do this? So right. what are some times where you're intentionally hiding part of yourself in counseling or supervision because it's part of the, the rules. rules. Mm-hmm. What What's an example of that? Um, actually, it happened this week with a client, not so much supervision, but they were on a very strong political stance mm. and they needed to vent about it. Mm-hmm. And they had completely made the assumption that we were on the same page. And yeah. I just nodded along because yeah. it wasn't going to do me any good to have yeah. any other, you know, like a personal whatever conversation about it. I just went, oh, yeah, OK. And kind uh-huh. of just... But um, that was also for the benefit of therapy. I mean, it wasn't, you're not mm-hmm. my friend, you're my client. So mm-hmm. um, that makes me, th- one rule mm-hmm. is that um, we, we wouldn't talk a lot about our own home right. life or, right. or things mm-hmm. at home. I have this kid right now. I've known him for a long time and that's part of why maybe he's asking some of these questions. I also think it's something that they probably talk about at home right. based on <laughs> the way he, the kinds of questions he's asking, but he's asking more and more questions about what it's like at my house. Okay. And I think to me, there's a good argument for sometimes breaking that rule. Right. So I don't offer the information, but he's asking. So he, what did he ask? Um, and he's, he's trying to be Sly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so what it, he asked me something about eating dinner. 
and then asked who I was eating dinner with. Oh, that's a good question to ask. That's a really good way to ask that question. <laughs> um, and instead of, you know, giving like a, you know, n- not revealing too much in my response, mm-hmm. I just said, oh, you're, I mean, mm-hmm. and answered the question. Right. And then pointed out that he's wondering about it or thinking about it. Or mm-hmm. I even, I think based on the rest of what we were talking about, I said, I think, I mean, really uh giving more than what he was giving me i said you worry sometimes ah and he and you know right. his age and the, he's right. a boy and he went no no right. I'm not, no i'm not i'm Worry's not thinking about that yeah. he didn't want to say and and i was saying that he worries about mom and dad sometimes right. and he worries about me sometimes mm-hmm. based on and no 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 but yeah. it was hard for him to accept that word but right um but maybe some of the rules that we follow on purpose are certainly starting on time, ending on time. Right. Um, what we wear. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've seen some client, kid clients out and about, like running right. errands. And they're, I've more than once a kid has said to me, <gasps> you're wearing shorts. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, like, yes, because I'm shopping at Target. <laughs> I do own a couple pair of shorts. Right. Uh, but. I think that highlights to me that that's not the uniform that they're used to seeing me. Right. In. Right. Absolutely. I think that's an important, that's an important thing. I think it's also um, when kids especially see you outside of the context of what you're, they're like, oh, rule broken. Wait, this mm-hmm. is my grocery store. You shop here too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's an automatic. Oh <laughs> yeah. Can you think of any other rules that, so you and I are saying that sometimes with intention, we're trying to break the rules. Right. What are some rules that you follow? Um, I think time awareness is important. I do think, uh, like confidentiality and Mm -hmm. like different things, um, like that. I'm very clear with my teenage parents about what I'm sharing and what I'm not sharing with them. Uh Uh Um, what other rules do I, I didn't try, I I think this is a self-inflicted rule. I don't know if anybody else has this rule, but, um, following through on things. That if I say to a supervisee, okay, I'm going to email you that link. I work really, I yes, make a list try to be really it. diligent about mm-hmm. that because I also want them to be diligent, diligent about, about getting right. back to me with mm-hmm. things. Or their own clients. I mean, mm-hmm. if you say mm-hmm. you're going to give a something, then you need to follow up with it. Mm-hmm. I think those are, those are number like one and two. And then I think there's other ones that I've kind of set for myself. So like in our practice, it's not necessarily a rule. But two of us on occasion work late, and so we. But we're both here in the evening, so we always try to tell each other, like, Uh "Oh, I'm going to be here till eight thirty, just so you know Uh who's in and out of the building." I mean, things like that, like kind of context. I have one or two clients that know that I'm the last in the building, Mm -hmm. and like they're like, "Are you okay, Lee?" Like, yeah, you know, are you can are you sure you don't want to walk out with me? Like that kind of thing. Um, what about I? What to what? to expect that they can always expect basically the same thing in the office. Right. And that if it is out of the ordinary a little bit, I say it out loud. Right. If it's something a little off, a little Uh different. Maybe like it's been very, very hot here lately. Mm -hmm. And my last appointment at the end of the day, the building's kind of warm. Mm -hmm. And if I know I'm the last person in the building, I would rather leave the office door open. Yes. Yes. To circulate the air a little bit. But I, Explain all of that out loud because mm-hmm. that would be out of the ordinary. If right. someone sat down in and my office for a session, right. 
and I just left the door open, that would be unusual. And so I'll say, you know, we're the last ones here tonight and I'm going to leave the door open so we can get a little air and I'm going to lock the front door. I do. So then Same it thing. feels like. Exactly. But I've, I've explained it or said it all. So I am kind of breaking the rules, mm-hmm. but there's a reason why. And there's some thought behind it. Right. And you're giving them also kind of a, like, I'm locking this other door. Uh-huh. No one's going to come in. Like, mm-hmm. it's still setting a good physical boundary mm-hmm. about your space. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The last point is authenticity means making your own rules and getting what you want. Right. If you're truly authentic with what you slash need want from either side, right, from a supervisee or a supervisor, and you're very clear about that, well, then you're both going to come out successful with what you want. Mm-hmm. I think there's more wants probably on the supervisee about what they're looking for and what they want to grow in and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. But if that authenticity is there, you get to kind of mold it, shape mm-hmm. it. Well, I mean, maybe at this point, we. so step one, we hide part of ourselves. Step two, we are trying to follow mm-hmm. the rules. I think this last point means that you... Each one of us gets to the point where we actually have awareness of what we want. Mm -hmm. That's sometimes a hard step for people. Um, Because I'm thinking like our supervisees in a job situation, if they are not clear about what they want with themselves. Yes. How could they be clear with their employer or supervisor? Right. But once they have that clarity, communicating it means that they might actually get it. Right. They might get what they need, right. want, and so, also it might reveal a change, right? Yeah. Like it might be, oh, well, I thought that I wanted this, but I actually don't. So true. Right. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Um, I'm thinking, I try, I don't know that I, I mean, I try really hard not to, so if I am doing it. I think it's random or far and few between. But if I were late to supervision all the time, right? And gradually my supervisee was just irked, they're right. just annoyed. <laughs> You're like I'm frustrated. Right. Um, that maybe they don't instantly know why they're mm-hmm. frustrated, mm-hmm. but grad, but maybe a couple of times with this happening, that they would be more aware. I am really frustrated that supervision keeps starting late. Right. That then they could communicate that more effectively and we could address it. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I recently had to move one of my supervisees to an early time slot. Well, early for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) an early time slot. And it was really the earliest I could do. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I kind of even gave the fair warning. She's been a supervisee for quite a while. So she's Mm -hmm. used to this. But Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I'm going to walk in with coffee and probably something else that I'm still eating from my drive Mm -hmm. over here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can make this work. Mm -hmm. And it was because she's needing like a different time based on her situation that changed. And so it was like, well, we're going to try this. And and I also said, we're trying this for two weeks. I don't know that it's going to stick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I think that in that you were being authentic with her did she say 
It drives me nuts when you come in with your breakfast taco. Nope. Or something. <laughs> right. Who knows? Maybe, Who knows? I mean, Maybe it will. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you think of a time with a supervisor that you ever had to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling or this is what I want or need? Mm, I don't know that it was outwardly like that. I can think of a couple of times I broke the rules. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte was a toddler. And it was like, oh, my babysitter fell through, but I really need supervision. And by the way, there wasn't virtual supervision then. Right. right. <laughs> I was like, and Not I really need supervision. Sure. And so I'd be like, so, um, yeah. <laughs> can she come to your office? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I had a supervisee that I did that with for a long time. Right. And I felt like it was, it was hard, but right. I was the one that was eventually authentic and said, we just can't. Right. At a certain up. point, they're too busy. It's and different I, when they're a baby. We certainly worked through that but i don't think that the supervisee was authentic with me in saying what they felt what they needed in that situation so i said you know we really just can't continue Mm -hmm. with the baby coming because i feel like we're both distracted and i'm worried i'm worried the baby's gonna get hurt right or there's gonna be a problem and and so it makes me nervous to have the baby here um and I know that my supervisee had emotions or thoughts I'm about sure. it, but they didn't right. say anything. Right. So that's why I'm trying to think in a, maybe even in a work situation, do you think that there was ever a time where you, you spoke up and had to be authentic in order to get what you wanted? Yeah, absolutely. I worked at a couple of different clinics early on that I realized, oh, like they will absolutely use up every ounce of energy you possibly have if yes. you just keep you know what I mean yeah. like they will if you yeah. are the yes girl they will abuse that yeah. easily so mm-hmm. yeah setting boundaries I think I learned pretty early on in the workplace you think that's complicated because if we're thinking from the supervisee perspective how many supervisees do you have that a very big percentage of their motivation is get these hours right done. get them over get, with yeah so that is authentic and that mm-hmm. is part of their goal and another big need that they have is to have work-life balance. Right. And that they might not have as much awareness around. Right. Absolutely. But they're both important. Right. They're just so, different. <laughs> right. So helping our supervisees to speak to both of those mm-hmm. important things. You need work-life balance and you need to get your hours. Mm-hmm. You have to speak up for both. Right. I think that's tricky. So I have a lot of supervisees that would speak up for the need for more hours. Before they mm-hmm. realized. <laughs> no, I mean, that's how I felt. It, like in the situation you're describing that you thought, if I just keep saying yes, they will just keep giving right. me more work. That um, I I had jobs like that and recognized that. And I think um, I was surprised, actually, that when I did get to a point where I remember some of the self-talk I had would be that there was always more work and right. I did want hours, mm-hmm. but I would make myself leave. At, I forget. Whatever some, the time pretty, frame, yeah. It was a pretty reasonable time. It was either five 30 or six o'clock or something. Um, but walking to my car from the building, I was having to tell myself I did a good job today. Yeah. I worked hard. Right. Did the thing. I got <laughs> as much as I could possibly get done today, done. And tomorrow, I can work hard mm-hmm. and I can get done as much as I can get done. And I would, I was telling myself like, let it go. Right. There is no fault in you leaving right now at a reasonable time. That's not a problem. You did a good job. Um, when I started setting that limit, I actually found that no one in the building 
was upset with me. Right. It was all self-induced. Right. It was all, yeah. Like even my boss, who certainly if I had stayed and if I had asked for more work, they would have certainly right. had more work to give You could have stayed me. till 9 p.m. Right. every night. Right. But they weren't chasing me out of the building going, why aren't you staying longer? Why right. can't you work more? That me setting that limit was perfectly appropriate and accepted. Mm -hmm. I just had to set it. Right. You just had to put it out there so that you mm -hmm. could balance mm -hmm. those things. Um, but I had to be aware of that. Right. I had to recognize I need to leave. Right. At, and that was how I... That was the other part of the self-talk is that I would say, I did a good job. I worked hard and I can, I can be here tomorrow and do a good job and work hard. And in order to be there the next day and do a good job and work hard, right. I need to go home right now. Right. It's very good. Um, but if I hadn't had that awareness, I don't know. I was going to say, I think you had that awareness pretty early. Yeah. If I had, my boss wasn't going to help me right. with that awareness. Right. So I came to that and then supported myself and said it and got what I needed because right. I was willing to right. say, this is what I need. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of people, supervisees, clients in different Areas. situations right. mm -hmm. where maybe they don't have the awareness and so then aren't saying it and aren't getting what they want. Right. And they're not aware that they even need it because they've put maybe something else ahead of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's getting mm -hmm. those hours or if it's a client, maybe it's their own family life or whatever. They're not even aware of what need they have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At right now, I have a lot of supervisees that are being asked to do work related tasks that are not really, really focused on counseling. What is up with that? That is like a trend. Yeah. <laughs> and I get, I've, that's another facet of the same thing that I'm trying mm -hmm. to help them point out that yes, you're a hard worker. Mm -hmm. Yes. You want hours, but do you want more hours filing paperwork? Right. Or do you actually want hours practicing your counseling? Right. Or what fill in right. the blank? I mean, right. I feel a, a lot, I, I wonder if yours are doing this too. They're being asked to do marketing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which right. is not really... It's not anything. It's not meeting your right supervisor. Mm -hmm. sup, it's not meeting the supervisee's immediate goals, really. Right. right. And it may not even be important. It's just that they like a fresh face and mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm trying to help my current supervisee see... That it's not bad to do right. that, but it's certainly just, not directly meeting their right. goals and well, what and they're wanting. Let's not invest too much time and energy into I mean, you can do that, but right. let's not take away from Oh, you know, I did. I stopped myself and asked my supervisees, do you enjoy it? Right. Are you? Is there a benefit here? Right. Is it, <laughs> is it the, the thing that you see yourself doing as a counselor that you would mm -hmm. like to gain right. practice in? And they did make them all stop and go, hmm. No. Right. Oh, okay. Just checking. Right. Then why are you doing it? Right. Then let's not continue this right. process. Right. And how could you right. say that to someone so that they know that's not really what you're hoping to get out of this? Right. So we're saying it's a process in helping them to have awareness that maybe they're hiding part of themselves. Mm -hmm. Have awareness that they're, what the rule is and are they trying to follow it? Right. Do they really want to follow it? Right. Are they engaged to follow? Like, is there a reason? Mm-hmm. And then helping them to express it, communicate it, so that they can get closer to right. what they want. Right. Maybe, I mean, I think we're kind of at our end, but thinking about 
Or do we do that for ourselves as supervisors? Would be a really good question. That's a very good question. Yeah. I think we should ask. Mm -hmm. Are you guys doing that as supervisors? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Heather and I uh, would love to hear about how you make you fo your, yourself follow your own rules <laughs> and um, any uh, suggestions for future podcast topics. We always love to hear. Thank you today for listening to Supervision with a Vision.